Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. American needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalted the nation, but sins are reproach to any people. Hello and welcome to Of God and Man, the show that you listen to when there's nothing else for you to do. <laughs> this is your host, Brom French. It is great to be back with you. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. You can reach me at email. Now, there are two emails that you can use, but this one is a brand new one. BF, that's the letter B, the letter F, at bromfrench.com. So if you want to shoot me an email, uh, help yourself and recognize I'm so busy, I don't have time to talk to you, but you'll feel better about yourself. <laughs> so we are going to, uh, on the phone with me at the moment, I have my 16-year-old daughter, Brianna. How are you doing, Brianna? I'm all right. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Now, she is sick, so those of you that are used to her always jabbing her dad, that might not happen so much today. So... Uh, let me uh, get right into it. We're going to be di be discussing the political debate for the Democratic Party. The Democrat Party had their first debate. They had four candidates, four or five candidates, something like that. And, uh, you know, you would have had to really pay attention to know. And, uh, be and that was my job. I recognize that. And so I paid attention for you. These are some of the uh, side notes that we took during this. They introduced the candidates. And then they did something that blew me away. I would never expect this to happen at a Democrat national debate. But ladies and gentlemen, they played the music that sounded an awful lot like the national anthem. That's right. It completely blew me away. I was not expecting that. My first thought when they were singing it and playing it was, OMG, are you kidding me? <laughs> this can't be true. Um, I would have expected them to be singing the Soviet Union national anthem instead, but hey. And then I found out who sang it. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow <laughs> sang it. Then everybody cheered and everybody applauded. Now, if it would have been, you know, somebody with real talent, like maybe Neil Diamond, nobody would have clapped. But, uh, you know, anyway. So uh, I recognize the cheers were for the singer and not the song. And if you watched it, if you listened to the commercials, CNN had their own WrestleMania, which was the political debate. So, Brenda, what were some of your thoughts? Was there anybody that stood out to you that you really liked or that you did disliked? Um, I ne okay, I never liked Bernie San Bernie Sanders very much. Um, Hillary Clinton. I don't like her, but I don't think I hate her as much as I hate Bernie. <laughs> um, Martin O'Malley was all right until he started talking about raising the minimum wage and all that. And I'm always against that. It's just people who don't understand the economy. Even in the Republican Party, I'm just so against that. Um, the only person, and we were talking about this, that really made any sense, I think, was Webb, if that's, I believe. Yeah, Jim Webb. He was the, uh, he's the only one that really made a bit of sense. 
Yeah. And to know a bit more about the economy, for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jim Webb made some interesting points. At one point, he had said that uh, he didn't want any more money for corrupt politics, but he also said that he'd be willing to work across the aisle, which you never really heard from the other candidates. Well, a little bit from uh, uh, the M.O. guy, you know, the, the Mo. I'll call him Mo. He talked a little bit about it, but uh, but Webb had said that uh, working people need to be the priority. That's the old school Democrat, if you will, not the more big government type. And, and Bernie Sanders is for the little guy, but he's for the little guy like uh, Lenin was for the little guy, you know, yeah. uh, completely contrary. Like like Hitler said, he was for the little guy, and, and he was yeah. unless you're Jewish or communist or, <laughs> you know, go on down the list. Yeah, all Bernie wanted to talk about was corporations. That was the only thing he ever talked about. Yeah. Uh, one about of the things how, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. About how corporations are just so corrupt. And it, it really is the only thing he ever does. And the only thing he ever is is grumpy. Like, he's a grumpy old man. You really want that as our as our uh, president? I could just get that from my grandpa. Like, I don't... I don't need a president to tell me the same things that our grandparents are telling us. We're talking about need, and he talks like he's modern. Like, he's like, we need uh, more things for the young people, and we need more freedom for them. But he's just a grumpy old man in the long run. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That is funny. You know, uh, just about each of these guys made their stance on climate change as well. Perfect. You know, Bernie Sanders uh, turned around, basically said climate change was our fault. You know, we need to leave the planet better and uh, no more jail. Basically, he's talking about <laughs> let's let's let all the criminals go free. You know, uh, and uh, uh, just some crazy, ridiculous stuff. Hillary Clinton. Oh, I love this. I don't know if you if you caught this on your on your background or not. They asked Clinton about her flip flops on certain issues. And she says this, this is what she says, that she's, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. She says she's been consistent her whole life. Uh, The trade deal, I changed my mind because I'm consistent. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) It kills me. It kills me. I've always been consistent my whole life. I've never changed my mind. And the one I changed my mind on was the trade deal. The reason I changed my mind was because I'm consistent. But I, (laughs) I never changed for political reasons. (laughs) <laughs> so dumb. she also when asked about her emails she was like they're like do you wish to respond and she just said no yeah. she's like no <clears throat> do you wish to respond no <laughs> yeah oh. doesn't even defend herself she just no like, this was something in- I, go ahead that's my, go ahead this was something interesting that uh, Clinton had said she said she thinks capital when she thinks of capitalism she thinks of small businesses and then she made this quote that we need to save capitalism from itself small businesses from themselves i don't yeah we need to save capitalism from itself capitalism is not the problem government and crony <laughs> capitalism is the problem crony yeah. capitalism is when you use the government with your business to grow your business and put your competitors out of out of business. 
out of competition. Big corporation. Yeah, yeah. And who's going to do that? Hillary Clinton. I don't believe Bernie Sanders will because Bernie Sanders just doesn't like any business whatsoever. You know, he says he's yeah. for the small business, but you know, that's probably if you're making $25,000 or something like that, you know. If you get to where your business is making $150,000, forget it. Yeah. One thing that's always cracked me up about Hillary Clinton is that she was completely in support of the Patriot Act, yet is so fervent in the fact that no one should be in her email. <laughs> oh, I love you. Oh, that's so true. So true. She, she came out in like strong support of the Patriot Act, and then when asked about her emails, says no. Like, do you want to reflect no? They shouldn't be in my emails. They invaded the privacy. Well, what do you think the Patriot Act was? No kidding. No kidding. Well, it's okay if they invade your privacy. Just don't invade just my privacy. Yeah. You know, the, the shoe doesn't work so well when it's on the other foot. Yeah, she's too well off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Jim Webb, had, uh, he was the only one. When they asked the question, do black lives matter? Or are you comfortable with the statement, black lives matter? And each of them, you know, came right out and said, yes, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. When they got to Jim Webb, Jim Webb, he said, all lives matter. Now, he did talk about, you know, black lives, but I appreciate the sentiment when you're saying all lives matter. It's not a color thing. It's a people thing. Yeah. At, at least there was one. There was one Democrat that had half a brain. But the reason they avoided it is because right now, on the internet, they know you don't know much about any culture at all going on right now. But uh, on the internet right now, it's constantly trending. They're like, it, it's offensive for you to say all lives matter because that's just going against the point. The point is, yeah, of course all lives matter, but right now black lives are being attacked. And like, you know what? I would get, uh, I would get yelled at for or persecuted for if I were to say cop lives matter. Yeah, blue lives matter, right? Yeah, but, I'm like, but their lives are being taken right now. Yep, yep. No, you saying that it's not a race thing, it's just about who's being attacked right now is complete crap. Yeah. It's who you want. You want to start another war. That's what they want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Are our problems right now not enough for you? You have to imagine others. I don't... Yeah. I, it's life hard to accept that these people, and not all of them, I understand, that some people have been killed, uh, like, I think it was Baltimore, maybe, where the person was killed because the cop was careless. Yeah. So this, is, <laughs> this is another funny one. I, I, I uh, Some of my notes, you know, Bernie Sanders said... Uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, no more, uh, he said quagmire, but I intentionally put my notes, no more quackmire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Hillary Clinton said that she knows what she was doing, or she knew what she was doing when she was Secretary of State. And what was she doing? Well, let's hire Muslim terrorists to do the jobs. <laughs> so, uh, Bernie Sanders said, no war. I never support any war, except unless President Clinton happens to be in office. So, in other words, I I support no Republican in war, ever. Yeah. <laughs> These people are so uh, back and forth, you know. If, you, if you're if you going to make a stand, make the stand. If you're going to change your mind. I changed my mind because I'm consistent. 
What's that? I changed my mind because I'm consistent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. They're all just too consistent for me. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, Bernie Sanders said Black Lives Matter. Uh, people die. <laughs> my paraphrase again. People die because they're black. Yes, black lives matter. People die only because they're black. <laughs> not because they're criminals in most cases. It's not uh, that all black people are criminals, but yeah, you, yeah, there are no news for white criminals being killed or Mexican criminals or Asian criminals. Yeah. Oh, Mo uh, said that you know black lives matter. That's a serious point. Black lives matter uh, because we don't bury white people. <laughs> you know, we're only burying black people because only black people die. White people don't die. That's we're immortal. Yes, finally. <laughs> that's what we always wanted. Uh, it's so that's so dumb. Yeah, uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, I'm not rich by birth. Um, it's bad. Economy is better with Democrats. So, uh, just because you were born poor, yeah, they, these people are. Just absolutely crazy. And you're right with uh, Sanders constantly going after Wall Street. That was like his main thrust over and over again. And and the crazy thing is we really have two extremes here. Because Clinton, she loves Wall Street. Wall Street is what gives her, uh, between Wall Street and uh, Saudi Arabia and some of these Muslim nations and foreign nations that's how she's collected all this wealth that she's able to run with you know yeah. so bernie sanders he hates it but uh it, it, with the republican and the democrat party or that one they're opposite so they can't come together on anything like if the other party is against something they're like okay we have to be for this it doesn't matter what it is we have to be for this they tried for one they tried too hard to be opposite instead of doing what's right and for two, their uh, Democrats try way too hard to relate to young people. Yeah. And then Republicans just don't try nearly hard enough to relate to young people. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, I uh, totally get it. The, uh, Mo said at one point, again, these are all my notes, so I'm just kind of skimming through. <laughs> Mo said at one point, I like foreigners. <laughs> Basically, I like immigrants because, you know, that's the other issue. The other hot issue is illegal immigration. Of course, uh, most of their conversation was about immigration, not illegal immigration. And there's a yeah. huge difference night and day between just immigration and illegal immigration. Immigrants are for legal immigration. People have migrated here. Are yeah. all for legal immigration if they get it the right way. Yeah. Oh, now this that's isn't... Why, I'm sorry, go ahead. There are so many, that's why there are so many Hispanic people who favor Donald Trump when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we're going to have to start winding down here pretty quick. So I, let, let's say some other interesting things. The NSA spying. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders had said that he wanted to shut down NSA spying, which blew me away. I couldn't believe this guy would yeah. want to do that. And... Uh, Chafee said uh, that Snowden, check this out, he says he believes Snowden was a hero. Uh, Clinton said she believed he was a criminal. And uh, Bernie Sanders says that he was a hero, but he broke the law. Well, anybody remember Robin Hood? You know, wasn't he a... Yeah, 
<laughs> he was a hero that broke we the law. We tell our children about him. <laughs> What's that? We tell our children about Robin Hood. Yeah, that's right. He is a criminal that broke the law. Well, you know, honestly, if, if you go back and look at it, you find the Bible is full of people, of, of quote-unquote criminals, that uh, that or heroes, really, but they broke oh, the law. Silent. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, yes. They're criminals. They're heroes that broke the law. The law doesn't make it right. Yeah. Oh, the very true, very true. Hillary said, uh, vote for me. I'm a woman. <laughs> Another thing, I again, in my notes, I'm not Bill. I'm an outsider. Uh, Mo said we need more leadership. And see, I'm going I'm to scroll down just a little bit. Oh, marijuana. That was a good one. Oh, Lord. Their thoughts on that. You know what? I'm running out of time, so I'm going to make this really quick. Um, Chafee said, vote for me. Kiss your freedoms goodbye. Bernie Sanders said, vote for me. Kiss your freedom goodbye. Hillary Clinton <laughs> said, vote for me. Kiss your freedom goodbye. Mo said, vote for me. Kiss your freedom goodbye. Jim Webb said, I'm not as bad as these idiots on stage with me. And I, I think yeah. that pretty well sums up the whole debate. <laughs> yeah. You got any last well, comments or thoughts? Well, this is not really, it's kind of relevant to the debate, but not really. I took the PSAT uh, yesterday, I believe. And when you're filling out the information, they have all these options. Like, they have literally like five different options for being Latino. And they had, like, a couple options for being black and stuff. An islander, a Pacific Islander was one of the choices. But then, one of the choices was white. And in parentheses, it said, includes Middle Eastern countries. <laughs> I don't awesome. understand. If you are Middle Eastern, how are you white? Oh, that is funny. Well, it's you know, so uh, Assyria... Um, or Iran changed their name because of Aryan. So I guess they're, uh, we could consider them Middle Eastern, but uh, they're Aryan, kind of like Hitler wanted people to be Aryan. Yeah. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. Welcome to so 2015 America. <laughs> it's just, it would crack me up. And they're right, I'm like, someone needs to tell the Syrians that they're white. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. What a crazy world we live in. Brianna, thank you, thank you so much for joining. You're welcome. All right, love you, girl. We'll talk to you later. <coughs> and the rest of you, hold on just a second. When we come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down this wall. That extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. America needs individuals who not only recognize that righteousness exalts the nation, but sins are reproach to any people. And we are back. We're about to go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. I did want to set one thing straight. I talked about Assyria and uh, referencing, looking for the right word. It was not Assyria. It was Persia. Persia is now Iran. We'll make sure we got that straight. So now let's get to the Bible in a quadrillion years. We are in Genesis 
Genesis chapter 37, folks. That's right. We have finally made it. Genesis chapter 37. We're going to pick up at verse number one. It's a long story, and it's too much in depth. So again, we have to break it up into sections. We're going to go from verse number one to verse number five. And uh, we're going to continually for the next several days, probably next several podcasts, we're going to refer back to what we've just gone through. Genesis chapter 37, verse number one, the Bible says this, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Belial, or whoever, and with the sons of Zilpah, his fa- and his, his father's wives. And jo- Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. So we're going to back up, go to verse number one. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. So Jacob, remember Jacob is Israel. Israel has gone back to where his dad was a stranger. He has gone back to Canaan. Remember, he and Esau have split. They have parted. They had too much Uh, possessions for the land to carry them. And so now Israel has left, he's departed, and he is in the land of Canaan where his father originally was. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old. So Joseph is still a young man. He's feeding the flock with his brethren. And in the middle of feeding the flock, Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. So he hears the lad was with the sons of Bilai, somebody, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph hears the report of what they're saying, and he goes back and tells his dad. Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. So, hey, dad, this is what they're saying about you. You do that kind of thing, and parents always like to snitch. <laughs> So let's go on to verse number three. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And so now Israel, Jacob, is spoiling, if you will, Joseph. Joseph, we're going to find out later on, is plays the representation of Jesus. So, so many different facets of his life we can compare with what Jesus did. And some, it becomes very apparent in the situations that he's placed. And sometimes we can also see our Christian walk parallel Joseph's life. But Joseph is now, his dad loves him. He is the son of his old age, and he's made him a coat of many colors. So now dad is spoiling the son. you got to remember, he's got a whole bunch of other boys, and he's got a daughter. But he's going to spoil Joseph. There's something different in dad's eyes about Joseph. And so he has a maid, or he makes him this coat of many colors and gives it to him. Verse number four is where I really want to spend most of the time. Because verse number four says, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. Recognize if you've got a relationship with your father, and please don't misunderstand, I'm not, I'm no longer speaking your physical father. 
If you've got a real relationship with your heavenly father, this is going to sound crazy. I believe you are his favorite. You are his favorite. Out of all of the other kids that our heavenly father has, you personally are his favorite. If you're walking with him, if you desire to please him, you are his favorite. But if you're going to ask me who I believe his favorite is, I'm going to tell you I believe I'm his favorite. I personally, I'm his favorite. You can't be his favorite. I am. I hope you see how this works. So you are his favorite, and he wants to spoil you. He wants to give you things. He's got gifts. He loves you. He wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants you to know that you are priority. You matter to him. He's got a coat of many colors that's just for you that he wants to put on you. He loves you. But then, because of this, the ones that didn't have the same relationship with the Father, the ones that didn't have the same relationship were jealous. They were envious because Joseph has a relationship with Dad I wish I had. Wow, I can't tell you how many Christians... I know. Well, we call ourselves Christians. We think, we, we will tell you that we're Christian, but when you get right down to it, our Christianity only goes so far because, well, you've got a different relationship with the Father than I do, and I'm bitter at you because you walk closer to Dad than I do. We're both Christians, but you've got a better walk, and so now I'm envious. I'm bitter. I'm jealous because I don't like the walk that you have. I wish I had it. I hope some of this sounds familiar. I have seen this so many times. And so we'll backbite. We'll tear down. We'll talk. We'll gossip. Because we don't have the relationship somebody else has, we're going to go after them and we're going to seek for a weakness. At a point that we can drive them down, tear them down so that we feel better about ourselves. And so they hate him because dad loves him. And because dad loves him more than the rest of them. And then it says, and he could not speak peaceably unto him. I'm sorry, I want to bring out verse number five as well. And hopefully I've got enough time to go through it. Verse number five said, and Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. It was bad enough, Joseph, when dad just loved you more than he loved us. It was bad enough when you were special to dad and we were nobodies. But now you've got a dream and we don't have a dream. Now you've got something we don't hate or we don't have and so we're going to hate you more. Recognize the one that always gets the darts thrown at his back. It's always the dreamer. It's a crazy, amazing thing to look at human nature. We always want to kill the dreamer. We look at the dreamer and we say things like, they're crazy, they're nuts. Steve Jobs, a dreamer. The guy was a crazy dreamer. But look at what he accomplished. At the same time, receiving darts in his back from everybody around him. Same can be told we could go on down the list. Many different, very successful people that were dreamers. And so then, the, the verse number four said, they could not speak peaceably unto him. They won't have peace with him. They're going to attack him. They're going to run him down. 
They're going to tear him apart because dad loves him more than he loves them because he's closer to dad than they are. It's one of the reasons I don't want to be envious of your relationship with the father. What I want to do is I want to get that relationship myself. I want to be where you are. If you're closer to the father than I am, please, I don't want to remove you from your relationship. But I do want to be as close as you are, and I want to be closer if I can. Not because I hate you, just I want to be as close to my heavenly daddy as I possibly can. And so now they can't even talk to him kindly. They're rough and they're mean, and they're coming against him. And they're conspiring. We're going to get there later, but they conspire against him when he's nowhere around. Can I tell you what that means? They're talking about him behind his back. They're tearing him down. How can we get rid of him? I'm trying not to. Let me, don't let me get too far ahead of myself. And Joseph has a dream. What set, separates Joseph is not just the love that his father has for him. Because honestly, dad did love all of the other siblings. But what separates Joseph when it comes right down to it is the fact that Joseph had a dream. That is the separating fact. If you have a dream, today you listening to this podcast may just have a dream. If you've got a dream, you're going to be hated, you're going to be despised, you're going to be people that are going to want to come against you. You hold on to that dream, recognizing God gave you that dream. And if God gave you that dream, he will see you through it. And it will come to pass just as he said. And if you've got a relationship with the Father, you keep that relationship and you hold on to it no matter what come may. Don't allow that relationship to disappear and hold on to the dream. God's got great things in store for you. Well, I have run out of time, so we will talk to you later. <laughs>